time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Good evening and welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1. It's goals that the Dons need and Derek McInnes will be hoping that they come tomorrow at Petaudry. St Mirren are the visitors and McInnes knows it will be a challenge. Every game at this stage of the season is very important, no matter who you're playing. You know, I think you're playing against teams who are fighting for their lives to stay in the league, so you're fighting for teams. St Mirren and Saturday have made it very clear that they want to be a top six team. So, you know, that, that is the answer. Every game has got something on it so important that we see the importance of on it for us and um, to just get as many wins between now and the end of the season not rather than thinking oh, we need to do this we need to do that just putting more pressure on you we just need to knuckle down and win Saturday's game and see what it takes us North Sound 1 Red Friday Yes, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. 2-0 defeat to Hibs last week and another disappointing performance, Andrew. Uh, disappointing is uh, an understatement. Just never really got going. Um, once Hib took, Hibs took the leads through Martin Boyle's penalty. And isn't it always <laughs> a wee bit more galling when it's a boy from Northfield yeah, that scores and scores the goals against you? Um, but that, that had Hibs on the road to victory and then the second goal just confirmed it. And but for Joe Lewis, it would have been a, a, a wider margin of victory that Hibs would have enjoyed. Uh, Aberdeen, apart from Fraser uh, Hornby's deflected header late on that hit the bar, never really tested uh, off your Marciano, apart from in the first, what was it, Dave, about 10, 15 minutes of the game when Ross McCrory had the shot. Yeah. Um, I thought we started off reasonably we started well, okay. but the, the, yeah, the but penalty just deflated uh, everybody because yeah. it came out, uh-huh. nobody was claiming it from a Hibs perspective. No, no, uh-huh. no it was it was your classic Willie Collum penalty, wasn't it? Well, it certainly wasn't a penalty. I mean, I think anybody, as you say, Dave, no one was claiming for it, uh, Andrew, so it wasn't like it was something that players were sort of crowding the referee for. No, um, I must admit, watching it, you, you were a bit dumbfounded at the fact that a penalty had been given. And then when you see the, the replay, it's a difficult one to, to to know whether Lewis Ferguson was pulling out of the challenge or what, but it was so soft. But uh, up until then, you know, Hibbs had had a decent wee spell and the, the injury that Greg Lee suffered, that gave them their first opportunity, but uh, Joe Lewis saved from Chris Carden. But the, the injury, once again, it was a, another, you know, blow to, to Aberdeen's game plan and it was just another of those, those days that you were looking at your watch and thinking, you know, we could be playing here all weekend and we're not going to score. Well, that was it. There were, as you said, Aberdeen started, I thought, quite brightly and there were signs of chances coming early on, but the difference is Hibs looked like they could score three or four and Aberdeen just didn't yeah and, and also in Martin Boyle they had his pace just caused us so much problems he's not been playing by his own admission he said you know prop off the field issues yeah. and he's not been playing well but uh, he certainly was back to his best and he's caused his problems in the past particularly down at Easter Road and he, he, he was certainly the big difference between the two teams Absolutely well this week Aberdeen chairman Dave Cormack says that the club are fully behind boss Derek McInnes former Don Lee Mayer reckons that McInnes has what it takes to turn things around Yeah it has been a tricky spell of late for Aberdeen and uh, quite a frustrating one as well for the fans but believe me the players and the manager they'll be just as frustrated if not even more frustrated but what you hope for in situations like that is that the players come in, 
can lift up the dressing room, they can hit the ground running and they can bring a, a freshness to it and it, it can really, really spark the whole dressing room. Us as Aberdonians will never be happy being fourth or third or second. We want to win the league, we want to win all the cups, we want to win the European Cups. It's just us as Aberdonians, it's what we want. And believe me, I know Derek McInnes well. Derek McInnes has been under football pressure every day of his life, so he understands the pressure he's under. Everyone involved with football is under pressure and Derek will take that on the chin and Derek will deal with that in the way he does. So I've no doubts whatsoever Derek will get through this tricky spell um, and I'm not surprised one little bit either that the board have come out and backed him because what he's done throughout the club in eight years has been incredible. He's now got us stabilised pushing in for Europe and for Cups every single year now. Let's get the fans' perspective now and our fan reporter, Graham Watts. Yeah, mate, you know, the club came out there in the week and, you know, they've got behind Derek, they've, they've backed him, they've backed him and his team. I think as fans, we need to do the same. Um, I know it's been tough the past few weeks for Aberdeen fans. It's, uh, being stuck in the house 24-7 doesn't help either, I think. Um, you know, we all want to see our team do well at the weekend and that sort of gives us a lift when the team do well and when the team are down we're, we're all feeling really gutted and you know Aberdeen can kind of help lift spirits a wee bit when your team gets a win so I think that on top of everything's kind of piled up you know we've all we've all had um, all had moments when we've thought us oh, is not happening Derek must go you know is it time for a change we've all thought about it at some point but now that the club have backed him, I think it's important that we do as well and we can just move on and hopefully get things right on the field for the coming games and the rest of the season. Yeah, the uh, the dreaded vote of confidence. Uh, Dave, just looking at the situation that's kind of unfolded this week, we saw a lot of fans on Twitter after the game on Sunday, Saturday night, very angry. Then it sort of became a, well, transfer window's gone rest of the season where do we go from here now we've got um, Dave Cormack coming out and saying we, we back Derek McInnes we have heard that before from Chairman though well, yeah absolutely but also you think what the alternative they did get rid of the, the managerial team who would you bring in there's yeah. no standout to candidates that spring to mind uh, also Derek's just been through a transfer window change their made it's very much his players nothing can be done till the end of the season um, but I think Derek's track record deserves him being given the chance to to carry on well the thing is Andrew Aberdeen sit fourth third is still uh, very not just a possibility it's what they're aiming for it's what the team are aiming for and it's what Derek McInnes will be aiming for I think he said that last week that that's the goal now and from an Aberdeen perspective third or fourth surely that is the aim at the beginning of the season in realistic terms obviously you want to try and split Rangers and Celtic you want to win the league like Lee Mayer was saying but isn't that is that realistic again I'm playing devil's advocate well finance plays such a key role in football nowadays that and particularly in this pandemic with, with no money coming in uh, other than what you can generate yourself by player sales um, and in that respect Aberdeen have done pretty well because they've brought in the guts of £5 million for Scott McKenna and Sam Cosgrove but at what cost? You've lost an international centre-back and a player that scored 47 goals for you in two seasons yeah. um, and it's very difficult to replace these people and you add that to the injury list. We're going to um, hear from Derek McInnes in just a moment on that. And, and yeah. you know, that's the flip side, isn't it? Th that, that's it. Injuries happen, yeah. you're struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I mean, we all thought, we all had our fingers crossed, hoping uh, back about August, September time that this was as good a squad as we'd seen at Petordi for a long time and we were playing some decent football. Unfortunately, things have conspired against us. But I do think that, you know, European uh, qualification is obviously one of the, the main things that the board are after. And this season... I can't see the Scottish Cup being played, I'm afraid. No. Uh, I don't think there's any possibility of that competition being played to its conclusion. So the qualification for Europe will become first, second, third, fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. First two into the Champions League, third to go into the playoff round of the Europa League, fourth and fifth to go into the new Europa Conference League. There's no way that Aberdeen are not going to finish in the top five. I'll put my mortgage on it. Well, I don't have a mortgage. So that's But, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at St Mirren in sixth place, 32 points, uh, a dozen points behind Aberdeen. There's 11 games to go this season. St Mirren have 12. Mm. But, no, Aberdeen are not going to finish out with the, the European places. So, it hasn't been a successful season, but one of your main targets has been reached. Yeah. Uh, Dave, rebuilding, Andrew touched on it there, the difficulty is when you lose players of the calibre that the, the Dons have this season, the rebuilding exercise begins again. But the problem is, every season, does it not get harder as a manager to, to do this over and over again? But I think it's something that Derek is well used to and expects, to be honest. I mean, we are a club that will develop players like Scott McKenna and then sell on at, at profit. It's, a, it's something that I'm sure it's a challenge that he quite relishes, but it's also a fact of life if you are the Aberdeen manager. Like, like Andrew, I don't see the Scottish Cup, particularly we've got weekends like this when we've already got one game off in the in the yeah. Premiership most of the Championship's fallen by the wayside so we're just getting further and further behind there's no way if you actually look at the weeks that are left you can't <laughs> actually fit in we're still got second round ties to be played that's right yeah because there's, there's some waiting on decisions uh, and so many of the clubs that are involved in the the second round are not even allowed to train That's right, far less yeah. play yeah. so, so they're, they're going to require pre-season a mini pre-season before they get yeah, back playing not going to happen no. I would hasten to suggest uh, let's hear now from Derek McInnes he says that injuries haven't helped his cause we just need to win games look as well you know I think if we can win games and it's what's important we're a football club we, we've got to try and deal with the blows we've had a few blows with injuries a few blows through January not getting players in early enough you know scrambling about last day of the window is not how I want to do business you know getting loan players we could have done a lot of work better in the early in the, in the window there was a lot that I wasn't wasn't too happy about we're trying to get that forward line reinvented we're trying to get Kimberry's work permit issue still to resolve, still trying to get Fraser Hornby this week, he's been down with a bug and hasn't trained with us in the last few days, so again we're trying to reinvent that front line and you know, we've got so many important games the rest of the team have cut injuries Hedges and Greg Lee, probably out for the season as well with, with a hamstring injury now, so we're taking a few blows at the minute but I'd rather concentrate on what we have got working for us, the ones that are available and that's what the focus is, is making our boys as good as they can be on Saturday and for the rest of the season. Andrew, we could have done a lot of work better, there's a lot that I wasn't too happy about um, it's quite strong wording and the mm-hmm. way he said that, is that is that a dig at the board? Um, you can read it that way certainly um, because Derek does like to have all these plans in, in place, he often talks about it um, being 
two windows in advance. Uh, so I'm sure he had plans in place that he wanted to fulfil in this January window, but because it would appear that everything was dependent on Sam Cosgrove going to Birmingham and that deal not being completed until basically deadline day, it left him no time at all. And he's mentioned targets that he, he hoped to bring in. I think Eamon Brophy and Ross Stewart were, were targets that he was after. Brophy obviously went to St Mirren, Ross Stewart to, to Sunderland. Uh, and so if they were the main two targets, he's then got to change his focus and, as he said, you end up scrambling around in, in the last day of the transfer window. I don't think it's any criticism aimed at Stephen Gunn's department at Petaudry, um, because he will have been working to, to the absolute max um, trying to get everything they've worked before done. For, for you it's not like a new relationship they've worked oh, together no, no, for they, a long they have time done. so that's they not have necessarily indeed. what he's targeting so I, I think you know reading between the lines I think it is a real dig at you know those higher up the, the chain yeah. uh, for maybe whether it's being a wee bit too slow in making decisions or not being fully behind them, I really couldn't say. I think it's just frustration, to be honest, coming mm. out you know, from, from Derek, because we, we know that he likes to get st- st- everything done as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And I was right, you know, Brophy and Stewart, you know, Ross Stewart certainly been playing regularly, Brophy not so much, so down at Kilmarnock, but, uh, you know, he's, at the end of the day, we've had to bring in three lone players who are... Lo- available for loan because they've not been playing as yeah. much as they would like to and that's going to take a wee while to get them up to speed. Yeah, and of course, speaking of getting up to speed, he's now got the, the problems of Canberry, who's travelling to be part of, of the, the squad for tomorrow, has been sort of last minute. You've also got the issue of Fraser Hornby, who's not been training this week because he's had a bug. Uh, so again, it's, again, look at, as he said himself, he's looking at how does he make this work. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one because you don't have too many options up front. Callum Henry has has looked bright in his two substitute appearances without, to the best of my recollection, having a shot at goal. Uh, and as a striker, you've got to do that before you're going to score a Ceaseful. goal. Um, <laughs> uh, Fraser Hornby, we mentioned, uh, he had the header that came off the bar. Um, but you can see that he hasn't played an awful lot recently he looks a bit ring rusty a wee bit short of full match fitness and if he's had a bug this week and been unable to to train uh, then the the onus is very much on Florian Camberry to hit the ground running uh, Mm. assuming that everything is okay now from what we hear it is um, I don't know you know, when he last played for St Gallen, uh, he certainly didn't score for St Gallen. Um, so it's not somebody that's that's coming off the back of having scored two hat tricks in his last no. two games. Because if he had done, let's face it, he wouldn't be coming, wouldn't be at Aberdeen. Um, <laughs> Maybe not in this window anyway. No, it's it is one of those difficult ones. But you you just hope that everybody else round about, you know. I think Niall McGinn will be back in tomorrow. Yeah. He did look good uh, well, we, down we, at Easter Road. We mentioned it last mm. week, Dave, didn't we, that about, about the players that have the experience, that have been there, worn the T-shirt, done it before. And it is up to them to really sort of step up now. And, and it might not be scoring the goals, but confidence breeds confidence. Yeah, and Niall McGinn, as Andrew said, he, he, looked, he looked bright when he came on and the manager mentioned that. To during the week so uh, 
Yeah, I would expect Niall to, to be starting. And, and Canberry, I think, he, he's more like Marley Watkins. He, he offers mo- a lot more than just scoring goals. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to be prolific, but he is going to add to that work rate. And yeah. we have missed Marley Watkins since injury yeah. robbed him. And I think that's something that Derek McInnes himself has, has mentioned, the, the Marley Watkins effect of losing that kind of player. Marley Watkins has been mentioned an awful lot, which <laughs> suggests to me that um, Marley Watkins may appear in a red shirt for Aberdeen again. Not <laughs> yeah. this season. Season, but maybe in the future. But um, but yeah, the, the the part that Marley played in the early part of the season, you didn't really notice how much good he did decide until yeah. he was out of it. Well, especially um, now with the lack of chances, he exactly. is that link. He's uh, that, absolutely that, that player that um, can do that. But tomorrow, it, it's it's a case of everybody. You know, fighting as one uh, to try and get uh, back onto winning ways, get a goal and. We've seen it before, sides that don't score for ages and then all of a sudden they score one and the goals start coming in. Yeah. Uh, no bother at all, so fingers well, crossed. Someone who knows all about scoring is Duncan Shearer and our sports editor Dave Galloway caught up with Duncan Shearer just uh, just the other day. We're going to hear that interview in the next few minutes as well as that on the way. We'll talk more about the game tomorrow. Yes, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1 and it's St Mirren tomorrow at Pataudry. Let's get the thoughts on that game from former Don Lee Mayer. Yeah, it's a very, very tricky game. My, my old club, St Mirren, as I said, are flying. Uh, Aberdeen, low in confidence. So it is going to be a tough one, but um, one that Aberdeen are capable of winning. No shadows whatsoever they're capable of winning that. But it's it's one they're going to have to roll the sleeves up, get stuck right in about St Mirren because they're a, they're a Jim Goodwin working team. They're hard working, they're in your face, they press well. So Aberdeen are going to have to be up for that challenge. And then hopefully their flair players can create chances and score goals to get the three points at the weekend. But yeah, tough times. But I'm sure, I'm sure Derek McInnes and the squad can get through this. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, Lee Mayer with his backing for Derek McInnes, we, we heard from him earlier, but also tomorrow's game. It is it is a big game, and, and St Mirren, a team, Andrew, that have played well this season. A little bit of a dip in form recently, I think, generally, but um, and certainly, certainly on Wednesday there was a dip in form, but they were playing Celtic. They were playing Celtic, and for 80 minutes, you know, there was only the, the single goal in it, but then they, they capitulated like a, a deck of cards, really, um, to, to use a phrase that's flying around in Glasgow at the moment. Um, three goals and four minutes would have really disappointed Jim Goodwin because that hasn't been the way St Mirren have been playing in recent weeks Uh, they lost the Hibs at home they play better away from home so you know we we saw that at at Pataudry they played really well when they were down to the bare bones of a squad I think they had four subs named and they didn't use any of them Um, but uh, they gave Aberdeen a a fright at Pataudry then they knocked us out in the League Cup we drew against them uh, the following week in the League so honours are even between the two sides at the moment and they It's by no means a gimme, but uh, on the back of having lost so heavily in midweek, also losing Eamon Brophy and Christian Dennis through injury, and probably most importantly, Jamie McGrath um, from their midfield. Aberdeen, despite all the, the problems that we've mentioned that the Dons have had in recent weeks, will feel just that little bit more confident about facing St Mirren tomorrow, because... The boy McGrath is, to me, has been the best player St Mirren have had all yeah, season. Yeah, he's a good player. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross County Hibs tomorrow. Dave has postponed frozen pitch, and that in itself is an extra incentive, surely, for Aberdeen just to to get the three points on the board. Yeah, just close the gap down to to the two. We'll have played the same number of games yeah. as well, but uh, certainly looks better and just. Uh, subliminally does put that wee bit of extra pressure on the on the Easter Road side. Yeah, and, and I guess first goal again, it's getting that opening goal and it's it's also not panicking if things are nil-nil and the goals aren't going in. Well, we, we were one down at home to St Mirren right. in the game earlier in the season. Erhan's cracker of a strike, yeah, but thankfully we came back to, to win that. But yeah, you want to get the first goal, but you know, patience. Any goals, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> patience is the order of the day. I would suggest. Yeah, and uh, j- just looking at the way St. St. Mirren play. I mean, they're a tough team. They're a fit team as well. And uh, the, the old saying of playing for the full ninety minutes is certainly going to come into play tomorrow. We know that Derek McInnes drills that into the players. He's talked about it plenty. But with a game against St. Mirren, when there's a goal in it, or or if it's still nil nil, you just always feel that they're a team that can sneak up and and get a win, as they proved against um, Rangers in the in the cup earlier this season they did and they, they did it against us in the earlier round as we right, Fred yeah, uh, yeah. when McGrath scored the winner I, I, tried, um, I sort of blocked that one out from the because of the, the way the goal <laughs> came about yeah it was a, a horrible goal for, for Aberdeen to concede uh, but yeah and, but Aberdeen have shown that they can fight all the way to the last minute because Lewis Ferguson's winner against St Mirren came yeah. in the very last minute of there the game uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's a case of both sides will go at it for the, the full 90 plus minutes that are played tomorrow uh, and it, it's you're just looking for that little bit of inspiration that little bit more of quality from somebody uh, just to turn things and I think Aberdeen probably have that little edge on St Mirren but you can't underestimate the fighting spirit of a Jim Goodwin side they're they're pretty much cast in, in the mould of their manager mm-hmm, uh, he, he, he wasn't the silkiest player he'll be the first to admit that but my goodness he had a heart the size of Paisley and, and he worked his socks off so Aberdeen it's as the manager said earlier on, I think, you know, you don't get any easy games nowadays um, because everybody's still got so much to fight for this season. Absolutely. Let's get the thoughts of our fan reporter ahead of the game tomorrow. Remember as well, it's two games. Uh, there's today and then Wednesday. It's Celtic, six o'clock kickoff. And our fan reporter, Graham Watt, gives us his thoughts on the game tomorrow and the one on Wednesday as well. Yeah, Mike, two huge games coming up for Aberdeen. You know, St Mirren tomorrow, it won't be easy. I just want to see Aberdeen get a goal, Mike. That's that's the, the main objective and get three points. If it's a 1-0 uh, win tomorrow for us and we get a scrappy goal, I'll take that. Uh, we just want to see the players celebrate, Mike. I think that's important. And I think when that goal comes, it'll be a huge weight lifted off the shoulders. Um, Derek will feel relieved and so will we, you know. Um, if we get the win tomorrow, I, th- I don't think it'll be easy, but hopefully we, we do get the win. See a bit of confidence, you know, being being shown again from the team and players because we all know that there's good players in the Aberdeen side and I think it's important that we remember that that we've got these players that you don't become bad overnight so just get a goal and give us a lift and give yourselves a lift that's all I'll say is, is from the fans moving on to Celtic Park at the, in midweek there I think it'll be very difficult they start to pick up a wee bit of momentum um, scored a few goals as well Mike so That'll take care of itself, um, the Celtic game. But as I say, it's important tomorrow, I think, that we get the win and just get a goal of some sort. Just please, everybody, get a win.
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Celtic game, Dave, and obviously, as he said there, take care of itself, the game. And I think there is something in that. But also, it, Celtic, if you're going to play Celtic at Celtic Park, this is the season to do it. So from a Don's perspective, if you can get the win tomorrow, get a little bit of confidence going again, they must have some confidence in going, in, going into that game on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, Celtic games usually do take care of themselves. And Celtic, although it was a good win on, uh, on Wednesday night at Paisley, they're still not the real deal by any shadow of a a doubt at the moment and uh, you know right attitude there's still I think things aren't 100% in that Celtic dressing room and uh, obviously a lot of the fans still want Neil Lennon to to be uh, sacked and uh, it's an interesting one but you're absolutely right there's never been a better time to go and of course we go down twice within the space of 10 days so uh, you also want to get a decent result in the first one to keep the confidence going for the the second game uh, two weeks tomorrow Yeah and on that as well you look at the the fixtures coming up Andrew and you think you've got the Kilmarnock game sandwiched in between those two Celtic games at Batodri but you really want to kick off the rest of February with a win because if you don't you're looking at those games and you're thinking, this is a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Kilmarnock um, Boyd with a, with new management well, as well. Well, we've got a new manager in, but, um, you know, they, they weren't able to, to turn that to, to their advantage. Uh, they've got Kyle Lafferty in. Mm-hmm. Um, a wee bit of a desperate signing, I would think. Um, Lafferty's been touting himself around clubs for a while looking for a, a, a new gig uh, he's got a short term deal at, at he's unlikely to be match fit quickly I wouldn't have thought so I wouldn't have thought so hey Florian Camberry Fraser Hornby Callum Henry anyone exactly. yeah. um, anyone in the January transfer window in, basically. indeed yes uh, unless you've paid big bucks um, but y- you're right I mean they're, they're difficult games um, there's not one of them that you can you can say uh, well, that's a certain three points. The closest to that, possibly Kilmarnock, given the way that they've been playing, uh, and bearing in mind that they are going to Ibrox uh, between uh, now and when they play Aberdeen, and you can't really see them doing anything there. But uh, no, I think we've just got to take it one game at a time, concentrate on tomorrow, make sure we get a, a victory by any means possible yeah and by any means possible Dave that is really what it's all about tomorrow but how will Derek McInnes set up do you see him doing anything differently tomorrow he said that he might have to move things around with the injuries yeah we were just discussing that before we came on air Andrew myself and uh, you know whether it's a back three or back four who knows possibly I personally I think he'll probably stick with the three mm. uh, Camberry uh, will, will not play 90 minutes so he'll either start to try and make an instant impression or he'll be on the bench depending on how Hornby is uh, could be a start for Calm Hendry to be honest uh, given he's the one that's not not been uh, just arrived or, or has yeah. been floored with a bug this week so it's I mean we've got our engine room you know yeah. McCrory and Ferguson will be there uh, which is very important but uh, you know the the loss of Greg Lee is just as uh, the manager said just a, another blow that we could have done without but yeah. part and parcel of football Does St Mirren have a player in the Martin Boyle-esque pacey kind of category because I'm just trying to think of their attacking options obviously without the players that they're missing um, and you do feel that given the players that are injured I think the players that are injured or out or suspended or not playing are the ones that might have provided that spark so you, you, from that perspective 
you're looking for the defence to be solid and to sort of, you know, hold their own. Yeah, um, in terms of pace, the boy Dylan Connolly is no mm. slouch. Yeah. Uh, Ilke Durmus on the other side, equally quite quick, but tends to drift in and out of games. Uh I think Cammy McPherson may be the midfielder that will come in in place of McGrath. Um, John Obika will play up front in his own and in all honesty in the the three times that I've seen Obika this season um, in the flesh all I've heard is Jim Goodwin shouting at him track your man track your man get back (laughs) Obika get forward They can tell us we know fans Um, in the stadium Well indeed Um, So I think we're we're getting St Mirren a, a pretty good time but we've got to be in much more clinical form than we've been uh, in recent weeks we've, whatever we manage to fashion in terms of chances we've got to take tomorrow and you know that's, that's where experienced men like Johnny Hayes like Niall McGinn assuming that he plays Matty Kennedy as well um, they've got to step up to the to the plate tomorrow and yeah. And do their bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's been a lot of talk, as we've mentioned over the last week or so, about the future of Derek McInnes. And North Sound One sports editor Dave Galloway caught up with former Aberdeen striker Duncan Shearer to get his thoughts. North Sound One, Red Friday. OK, Duncan, hi, good to speak to you. Derek McInnes has been given the vote of confidence by Dave Cormack. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think rightly so. You know, I think, um, you know, when you see where Aberdeen have been, Dave, for, you know, the last six, seven, eight years, you know, they've always been up there in the top four and we've all known the, you know, the horrific times before that. So I think he deserves, considering the amount of players that he's lost and had to rebuild all the time over the years, he deserves that chance to rebuild it again and, and, and have another crack at it. Can you understand the, the Red Army's um, frustrations? Absolutely, no doubt. You know, I mean, you know, like we, uh, club like Aberdeen, obviously, I've known, you know, having to play for them, you know, that, you know, what they expect. And they're rightly, uh, you know, they're rightly doing that. You, you know, they want the, they want the club to be up there in the best of it. And it's not great, particularly the, you know, the attacking side of the game. But he's obviously just grown impatient with the ones that he's had. And he's had a clear out just before the transfer deadline and, and, and brought a couple in that neither, you know, Fraser Hornby and, and and uh, Camberry's due to be up in the next couple of days. So give them a little bit of chance, you know, and I'm still confident that they'll we'll take kids in the, into third place. I'm quite sure that's going to happen. Has Derek McInnes still got the the backing of the players? Yeah, I think he has, you know, got the backing in the dressing room. I just think there's just a real bit of turmoil at the moment in terms of getting a settled team on the park and, and avoiding the injuries. I mean, there's another slap in the face with a with the Ryan Hedges injuries you know he's been playing fantastic this year you know he's definitely got his work cut out and I think the players are well well behind him Results though how important is it that they improve soon uh, you know how crucial is it to beat St Mirren on Saturday Well it's, it's massively important you know because you don't want this run to keep going and keep going because it can it can snowball you know and, and, and the submitting games just become um, you know that bit more vital you know you know when, when your chairman backs you and, and, and then all of a sudden you don't get a result at home against the mirror and you know we need to get that one good uh, result behind the boys and lift their heads up and, and you know get them into some sort of consistent run you know that you know cause, because the Aberdeen are just as capable of going eight, nine games, you know, without losing as they are without winning. And it's fair to say, Duncan, that 
you know, you're an Aberdeen goal-scoring legend. You've scored so many goals for the Dons. I guess it must pain you to see the barren run that the the current team is on. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And and what difference can Hornby, Hendry, and Camberry make? I'm uh, I'm quite excited about the new strikers that are coming in. I th- I've been saying for a wee while that I think we need a wee change up there, and you know, giving the boys, giving the boys, a, you know, a few games to settle in. Although, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, has has Derek got that few games? You know, the, you know, they'll need to hit the ground running. But Aberdeen are that sort of, um, and, and and it does pain me a wee bit. Aberdeen are that way at the moment that. If you do a football coupon, Dave, would you put them down as a banker on Saturday? I don't think they're that that consistency yet. You know, I don't think a lot of people who do coupons would say, yeah, that's a certain... They might win 4 or 5 nil. Would they be surprised? No. Would they be surprised if we beat 2 nil? No, I wouldn't be. So that's where they are at the moment. That's the way I see them. And that's what Derek's, uh, you know, I think he's trying to rectify. He wants to get that consistency every Saturday. And I hope he finds it. You know, I, I generally do because I know how uh, I know how hard he works and the rest of his backroom staff have worked very hard. So, you know, I think they deserve it. North Sound 1, Red Friday. I think I might have been Duncan Shearer's manager saying, time up, Dave Galloway. No more time for this interview. Uh, yes, uh, he, he speaks well, but what 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 would Eric McInnes give to have a Duncan Shearer up front? Oof. I mean, Duncan Shearer at the top of his game would be worth absolute millions in, in the, the current game. But uh, I thought Duncan hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's yeah, particularly that that bit about doing a coupon, which you know I don't do. Dave doesn't do. Duncan does, obviously. <laughs> uh, but it's a thing with, with the Dons just now. You'd, you'd, and with so many other teams as well, apart yeah. from one, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can't say, are they going to win? Might. Are they going to lose? They might. Are they going to draw? They might. You know, you, you just kind of hang your hat on anybody at the yeah. moment. Hence the reason I'm doing so badly in the uh, Oh, predictor. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to come on to that in a second. Yeah, we'll find out who's top, uh, topping our personal leaderboard. But uh, more importantly, we do have our... <laughs> is that Siri chi- chiming in there? OK, we've got a Siri going off. Uh, right, so on the way, <laughs> less Siri, more football chat. We're going to do uh, Beat the Pundit. And it's a former Don that's taken on Dave McDermott once we find out what's happened with Siri in the studio. Next, it's time to talk football. It's time to talk dons. North Sound One, Red Friday. Yes, it's time for Beat the Pundit, and we'll try and get through this without setting off a uh, certain uh, assistant, a digital assistant. I'm not going to say it just in case I set it off again. Uh, last week, it was Don's fan, Matty, who took on Dave uh, Andrew. Uh, how does Matty get on? 2-2 uh, draw with Dave. OK. 6-6 six, six draw between the two of us really? in our little private competition. Okay. What's that make me in the league? Uh, oh, you're miles ahead. Uh, this, <laughs> this week, I won't last. This week, former Aberdeen and Dunfermline midfielder Scott Thompson gave his predictions to our fan reporter, Graham. Yes, Mike, taking on Dave tonight is former Dons player Scott Thompson. Scott, Saturday's game's first. Your score predictions for Dundee United versus Livingston. I can see this being a 3 1 win for Livingston as they're on a good run just now. Motherwell versus Hamilton. I can see this being pretty close to tell you the truth because Motherwell just came off the back of a good result and Hamilton got a good draw uh, last week against Rangers also. So I think it'll be pretty close, but and maybe just sneak it with Motherwell 1 and 2 1. 
Rangers versus Kilmarnock. I can only see this going one way, and I can only see a Rangers win, and I can see it being quite comfortable as well. I'm going to go 4 1 to Rangers. And the big one on Saturday, Aberdeen against Sidman. And your score predictions for this one, Scott? Again, could be a tough game for Aberdeen. We've got, what, 1 1 1 and 5, and St Mirren have three wins out of their last five. So, you can see it being close, but we need to get back on track. So, I'm going to go for a 2 1 win to Aberdeen. Come on, you Reds. And the final game of the weekend on Sunday, St Johnston versus Celtic. Score predictions for that, Scott? Again, I can only see this game going one way and I think it'll be a very comfortable one for Celtic. I'm going to go 4-0 to Celtic. North Sound 1, Red Friday. OK, Dave, it's your turn to give us your thoughts on the scores in the Scottish Premiership this weekend, starting with Saturday's games. Uh, Dundee United at home to Livingston. Uh, one apiece. Motherwell host Hamilton. Exactly the same, 1-1. One, one. Kilmarnock are at Ibrox. 4-0 Rangers. Uh, Aberdeen, St Mirren. 1-0 Aberdeen. OK, on Sunday, St Johnston against Celtic. I think it'll be closer than Scott reckons, a 2-1 to Celtic. OK, and just a reminder as well, Ross County against Hibs, that game postponed earlier today due to a frozen pitch in Dingwall. Uh, Andrew, just look at the games tomorrow. Obviously, we, we've talked about Aberdeen St Mirren, we'll, we'll talk about that again before we finish, but uh, Dundee United, uh, Livingston. Livingston looked like they were never going to lose a game. They have now, though. They have, and they probably should have lost more comfortably to St Johnston. Stevie May missing a penalty when it was 2-0, and then, of course, Livingston got one back but uh, I think they'll they'll bounce back against Dundee United uh, despite the fact that United themselves got a good victory last week at Ross County uh, I can see Livingston winning that one the the game uh, between Motherwell and Hamilton is quite intriguing because Hamilton you know upset the form book big style by getting that draw against Rangers last week mm-hmm. uh, I tend to go with what Nipper Thompson was saying there um, Motherwell just to edge it Rangers, Kilmarnock, like everybody's going to predict, it's just how many Kilmarnock concede. Uh, and St Johnson Celtic. Um, 4 0 seems. I mean, 4 0 seems a, a wee bit. Strong. Normally, I'd agree entirely. Well, we've, we've seen it in the past. You know, yeah. Celtic have gone to St, uh, St. Johnston and won 6 0 in yeah, the past. Absolutely. Uh, and when they, they do hit form, it seems to be St. Johnston getting the wrong end of it yeah, uh, quite true. a lot. Um, because did they not get beaten 7 0 at, um, at Celtic Park last season, was hey, it? Yes, uh, sure yeah. last season. Um, I think Celtic will win, um, but I think it might just be a, by a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be able a little bit tighter. Yeah, um, Dave, looking at the other game, I know you've given us your predictions, but uh, what's the kind of standout out of the Aberdeen St. Mirren game on Saturday? What's the standout game for you? Uh, I think Dundee United Livingston's quite intriguing because it'll be interesting to see if it was just a blip for mm. David Martindale last week or whether now he's got the job permanently. <laughs> <starts losing. laughs> That's it. Um, and Dun- they have a cup final coming yeah, up just shortly. They do, and Dundee yeah. United, um, that was a, a good one last week because they, as I said on the show last week, that they were on a wee bit on a slippery slope, uh, so they've managed to arrest that, and it'll be interesting to see if uh, Mickey Mellon can get them up, fired up for that one. And as Andrew said, with the cup final, with bound to be, you know, it's 
going to be one eye on the cup final for, for Livy we know they've got a great squad and they can interact the 20 of a squad with anyone with anyone and not really weaken the team but uh, which is why I've gone for a, a sitting on the fence for a 1-1 yeah yeah uh, just on Wednesday we've got a couple of games as well obviously Celtic Aberdeen which we'll mention but St Mirren at home to Hamilton as well both 6 o'clock kickoffs, which has been the way recently but uh, again you know you're looking there's St Mirren again there's, there's two games for them in, in four or five days same as Aberdeen um, and uh, f- from a Don's perspective that Celtic game just briefly on that you know you want to you want to be going into that with a win under your belt but Celtic away this is the season to play them at Celtic Park is it not? I think it is uh, the fact that there's not going to be 60,000 fans there cheering Celtic on um, and the fact that they've lost a couple of games they've lost to St Mirren there um, so if Aberdeen beat St Mirren um they'll be expected to go and, and get a positive result down at Celtic Park. We've mm. gone there when there were fans and given very good accounts of ourselves without quite managing to get the result across the line. Uh, but maybe this season is the season, but you just do have that nagging suspicion in the back of your mind that Celtic seems to have turned a corner in the last two, three games. But at home, they, they haven't been convincing. So... Yeah. Uh, Whatever it happens, Aberdeen will have to beat their best. Yeah, absolutely. Back to tomorrow, Dave. Uh, Derek McInnes, he has decisions to make, as you mentioned, about how he sets up. Uh, what's the the words of... What's he going to be saying to the players as they, as they step onto the pitch tomorrow? Basically saying, look, this is a very important game. Just from start to finish, concentration from first minute to last. Um, you know... Man on man, if we play to our best of our abilities, we're probably stronger than, well, we are stronger than St Mirren. Um, you know, they, we owe it to, to or the players owe it to the supporters who've got to put up with not being able to go to the games yeah. to get the three points. Yeah, that's a very good point as well. Uh, Andrew, your prediction, please, for the game. Uh, <laughs> I've gone 2 0 to Aberdeen. Okay. Um, I'd like to think we'll get an early goal that will settle things down uh, and then go on and play some decent football and add a second. Well, I will make the difference if you get that early goal. We've said it many, Absolutely. many times. We'll get any sort of goal. Any sort of goal. Uh, it is Aberdeen, St Mirren at Pataudry tomorrow. Kickoff is 3 o'clock. Red Saturday, myself and Cheryl from 2 right here on North Sound 1. We'll keep you up to date with absolutely everything. <laughs> It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday.